Hey guys, welcome to the audio version of the We Transform show. If you wish to see the video of this episode, do click the YouTube link in the description here. There has to be equal opportunities. I mean, you have to have food in your stomach for education to happen. Welcome to the We Transform show, a show where we meet real life transformers and know their stories in the first person because we strongly believe that there is no right or wrong time to transform and we all can transform in life. Guys, today our guest is Saloni Bhardwaj. Saloni has worked in mainstream media for almost a decade, starting her career with BBC Radio, followed by a stint in Hindi news with legendary people like Mr. Rajat Sharma settled in writing for various publications magazines and the famous times of india her heart was always in finding the purpose of life and helping others lead better lives she transformed and co-founded the lotus petal foundation an organization that provides education and healthcare with livelihood options to the unprivileged children living in the urban slums of india for free an organization built on the values of integrity and focused on expanding the human capacity to overcome and achieve life of dignity for many and transforming the selves so ladies and gentlemen please welcome saloni bhardwaj to the show saloni welcome to the show today hi alok thank you for having me such a an- thank you saloni it happen it is such an opportunity to find your time and have this conversation uh, and it i'm so happy that i have got you here because when i read about you when i got a chance to work with your organization i always knew in my heart that this is a person who has definitely transformed and there is definitely a story hidden so i need to get it to the my audience so thank you uh, saloni for finding time today thank you Okay Saloni so let's get started I I guess there is a lot to learn from you because uh, I keep finding uh, your inputs and your posts and they're very inspiring so guys let me tell you uh, I have got I have was privileged enough to get part uh, in the journey of Saloni and the Lotus Petal Foundation because the team I was working with Focus U we do a lot of team building activities and one of those is cycle making activity we call it velocity and when we do a velocity activity we get participants who actually uh make us be bicycle to all together and then this bicycle has to be donated to uh, uh people or kids from the unprivileged background and that's where saloni comes in here and she helps us to uh, get those lovely kids to our workshops and we uh, you know do a little ceremony at the end and we give those bicycles to those charming kids from saloni's uh, ngo and that is how we are connected to saloni so saloni are doing amazing work that way and i'm so happy that you were able to do something uh, to uh, for lotus petal foundation and thank you for being such an important part of the lives of our children and giving them the experience and exposure and those lovely colorful bikes every now and then thank you we still we still, we still, we still see them yes, we we get it decorated <laughs> Yes, and we 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 in fact get it decorated because it's a gift. And you know, uh, Saloni, I get so moved mm. by the stories of those kids 
some of them take a mm. uh, choose to mm. speak on the mic at the end of it and they take so mm. much pride to speak on the microphone mm. in front of all those guests mm. we get goosebumps every time we close the ceremony we always do that mm. and it is such a delight to be able to do this kind of work and uh, so yeah uh, coming back to you uh, saloni i wanted to know where your story started from you have some amazing names attached to your profile i want to know at uh, the beginning of your story how it all started you know like now when i look back everything seems like a serendipity or um, 2020 or like um, there is a plan but i truly truly believe that if you are committed and loyal and uh, focused on finding your purpose the universe does really have a plan it's just that every now and then we have to muster courage to surrender to that plan you know and your physical and your um, uh, environment around you starts to give you those indications of what next it's just that uh, we are very scared to follow them through and uh, the story of saloni is the story of any girl growing up in a small town which is now a big city i grew up in lucknow you know in a working middle class home of um, very very hard working parents you know and the value of two hard working young people um, you know sending us to mm. good schools we sisters so that we can speak better english than both of them can and that we can have a better life that they have you know those values um, and that gratitude stays with you and should yeah. stay with you really you know and i and i'm sure you know this story is resonating with you also i'm sure your parents worked hard to uh, enable you to sit where you are right now and i'm seeing the fabulous kind of portfolio that you interview and you meet you know so i'm sure that, so that's one thing you know my story is the story of every child in lotus petal also you know i mean they are in a different socio socio economic um, uh, sector but their parents are also working really hard to give them a life that uh, they truly truly deserve so yeah so i grew up in a middle class home of two uh, working parents and uh, there was not a lot of money but there was a lot of discipline there was a lot of focus on the values there was a lot of abundance that there is always enough and if you work hard and if you uh, organize yourself and keep working hard you will get more and you can get that what you want so the focus was never on things the focus was on having a good life uh, the focus was on having a good uh, fun community good relationships and uh, healthy people around and my parents were not just sending me and my sister to a good school but also other relatives and their children so the whole idea of a flourishing community around you was very important you know when you are little you don't know what is your purpose and what you really want to grow up to you know but there was this little thing inside me even when i was growing up in the small town and living in the smallest house that i wanted to travel the world i wanted to see the world because in spite of not having internet i knew that there is a very beautiful world outside these narrow lanes of the mm. small city you know like the lane where i lived did not even have street lights you know and we could not even go out um to my you know the rickshaw that we used to go to school you know the sham if it's if it's if it's late in the evening you need to be escorted home so i knew that there is a life outside yes. all of this you know and all 
lovely books that we read, all the Enid Blytons, told me that there is England and there is America, there is Christopher mm -hmm. Columbus, and uh, they, there is a map, there is an atlas, there is dictionary, so you know you can learn a good language and you can travel. So at that time, I wanted to be okay. an air hostess. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the only way I could earn and go. But when I think of it, that, uh, you know, now as a supposedly wiser woman, I think the whole thing was that I wanted to grow. I wanted to go out of my comfort zone and I wanted to meet more people and I wanted to experience life. I wanted to be free and I did not want to be defined by that small little uh, lovely comfortable uh, home and extended family. So I think now when I look at that little girl of seven, eight, nine years, I could see that there was this little thing. That search was so relentless that it became as an angst mm. inside me. You know, I have to go out. I have to leave Lucknow. I have to study outside. You know, whether I have money or not, I will work, you know, and uh, I will, um, I will, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes with the right values, but I will work hard because, you know, like I told you, going back to the values of growing up, you know, if you work hard, if you organize yourself, if you do things on time, you can get to the next level. So with those little principles, I did push myself. And, uh, and with every change in the city, with every change in the country or every change in the environment, something changes. And uh, something changes because you are out of your comfort zone. But before that, before you even embrace that change, there is, there is a lot of fear that comes in. And that, Alok, that fear is, is the turning point of whether you want to transform or you want to succumb to fear. Very well said, uh, Saloni. In fact, there's so many things I can relate so well. When you said that, you know, you want to grow. I come from Varanasi and I have very similar experiences. Mm -hmm. You want to expand, mm -hmm. you want to open up and breathe. Mm -hmm. Some people call it have wings. All of these dreams, mm -hmm. especially we kids from small towns do have that. We see all those things and, mm -hmm. and you said Atlas. Mm -hmm. I used to love Atlas. I still have my Atlas from my school with me I and I show do. my daughter that do. Atlas and uh, tell her that no we you never we used to have do. Google Maps this was our Google Maps and I I know every mm -hmm. page of it from beginning till end so yes yeah so that Same. dream was dream builds up in the situations like this and I'm so curious to know mm -hmm. which part of Lucknow you were because I have been very frequent to Lucknow in my childhood where were you staying so I, st I still have my Frank Atlas okay. and my Oxford Dictionary and uh, my children still need to have an atlas and a globe because we are, I feel like that is like the core of many things. So I grew up, um, uh, yeah, of course. do you know the Charbagh Railway Station? And uh, there is an area called Blunt Square, Mavaya. Mavaya, I have heard, I think. Is it nearby somewhere? Yeah, it's very, very, it's near, ah, you can walk okay, from the railway okay, station. Okay. Okay, and my I lived there, and um, and my parents sent me to Loreto Convent, where it's you know it was the poshest of posh, and they had the courage. They had the courage to send their child to that school, you know. And my dad had a scooter, and uh, friends were the DM's daughter, mm. the CM's daughter, the most wealthy city businessman's daughter, and uh, these are these are key yeah. transformative signals, uh, you know, Alok. 
when you sit with them and you know uh, with your little one or two camlin pencils bought from the neighborhood shop and with their stedler uh, yeah. pencil boxes and then just came back from london's um, uh, socks and stationery you know these are these are combative uh, yeah. uh, things for a child while growing up we were like 30 35 girls in mm. one class in two sections it was so elite and i'm not going to name uh, the politicians and the uh, uh, really influential people i mean they were a part of my growing up because mm. their daughter studied with no, us i i know i can tell um, you, you know, uh, I, i i studied in st johns in varanasi it's one of the finest school there and uh, yeah it's like best, one of the best, best. and uh, i can tell you when you were saying that you know your parents work hard uh, my mother when i when i got admitted in that school literally fought with everybody around her to let her do that because mm-hmm. the fee was way come way less than compared to what tv pay these days but it is still it was still too much for her to afford mm-hmm. but you know she made sure that both the kids go in this school mm-hmm. because it was the best curtailing uh, and stopping mm-hmm. every other expense mm-hmm. in the house so that she is able to meet that uh, giving the fee uh, of that school so yes so much so much uh, yeah. uh, so much gratitude towards our parents mm-hmm. so saloni coming back to your story yeah. um, you yeah. uh, you you said that the change uh, inst- instills the transformation so what you did after that you know every city and every country or every destination that i changed was with a desire to grow to learn you know and every place that i lived and every person that i met taught me what i could be or what i should not be you understand and with every every experience that i stre- i was able to stretch myself i became a new person right and once you keep changing to becoming that new person Absolutely. you are a new person now but this can be very disorienting for someone like me i mean i've lived in three countries and i call them home because the relationships i have built over there are like really home for me this can be disorienting also and this is the time you know when you have multiple successions of transformation grounding yourself into the values of your growing up of your home are extremely important yeah you understand because uh, it can be anything um for me transformation hasn't happened one time it happened in the last week also yeah. it will happen in the coming week also you are, you know it is it is there is no heroism to my transformation you know there is no um, uh, putting myself on the pedestal mm-hmm. that i transformed mm-hmm. on this day or that moment there is no stardom to my transformation there is a commitment to my purpose and to my goal and to the objective so you're so humble um, saloni i think there is a lot and of heroism in your transformations and i can see that right now but i totally uh, i totally um, i'm with you on this mindset which you have which is very very strong and it can take you to places uh, i want to know that uh, this whole uh, when you transform when you uh changed your cities and the locations was it through journalism or uh, you know you also changed the career in between um my careers have been excuses 
my choices of uh, <laughs> education have been my excuses my of living my life have been excuses to change places and um, destinations of where i want to live the truth is that i just i just uh, okay. i just believe the whole world is my home <laughs> and i can uh, and you know there are uh, and there are people and experiences i need to go and meet and embrace and learn and uh, i think um, uh, the biggest turning point of my life was into between 2008 and 10 when i realized that all human beings are the same you know they are really the same no matter where they live what color they are what sexual orientation orientation they are how much money they have or don't have but every single human being is the same they respond to certain beliefs or values mm. differently because of how they are raised or where they live or the conditioning but every human being is the same and when i reached this epiphany i felt i did not want to go any further but i just wanted to work towards having my own charity or doing my own thing because i wanted the whole world to converge and help each other because if all of us are the same and all of us are suffering and want to help each other so that we stop suffering then it's as simple you know all the boundaries and the politics and the religion and the color and the orientation it's it's all an illusion you know it's I'll all maya me, this is so uh, strong and i connect it to I connect it back to two years back, uh, you know, when uh, I went for my vipassana meditation. Uh, I had some insights about it. I heard from people uh, that you know it's a very good form of meditation. You have to keep quiet for ten days. It's a very very self-reflective and all. But in that meditation, they tell you in the evening there is a disclosure from the the guruji who is no more, Mr. Goyanka. Uh, it's the recording that they play, and that's when he told me about mm-hmm. this whole science of human beings uh, that. they are same it's a you know like there are animals they are mammals there are amphibians uh, there are humans so it's just one and the and the way they live is the dharma that's the, that's when he talked about for basically he said that the dharma of fire is to burn the dharma of ice is to do you know cold mm. uh, cold the surrounding surround it like by dharma of a human being is mm. similar that's how it was formed it's only some people who made some different rules and regulations and have different religions and they call it dharma dharma is not that okay this is getting very spiritual but yes it it is right there what we talked about human beings are same they they get the same kind of pain a small same. kid uh, and often in india or in pakistan or in us will still feel the same hunger still me miss the mother it's all the yes the longing the longing of love the family the community the tribe the affection the attachment disappointment despair hopelessness it's all the same it doesn't matter who you are yes. and where you live and um, and but how you respond certain things so it's because of the cultural conditioning Saloni, when somebody yeah. gets an epiphany like this it actually frees you it literally frees you from everything mm. yes it it literally does free you yeah it literally does free you yeah so in that um, uh, in that duration you know uh, uh, you know in that sense of joy you know uh, what uh, 
in many of these transformations, you know, that there is, you feel like mm. a next level and there is a sense of joy after a lot of turbulence and stress. And in every such transition, I think one thing that has always calmed me is to serve, to volunteer, to reach out to communities in rough neighborhoods, to just hold and or just to rub a back or just to crack a joke. And, you know, whether I've lived in England and um, I studied in the University of Sheffield and I used to work for the Pakistan Muslim Council and working for these uh, immigrants uh, and families from Pakistan who were not, uh, uh, who were having difficulties in acclimatizing to the British culture and how they were raising their children who were going to regular British schools. Uh, us, uh, al you know, uh, domestic abuse and alcohol, you know, working all, all of those teenagers and young kids, you know, that comforted me, you know, and uh, I, I became very loyal to that comfort. And even when I lived in the United States, I think uh, one thing that was always uh, very soothing to me was to volunteer. And you know, America is such a great country and um, has such generous mm. people and giving is so organized that for seekers like me, you know, it's just so easy to get into a system, whether you want to go to a soup kitchen or whether you want to go to a shelter or whether to, you know, you volunteer into a fair trade store or a retail place, you know, there are so many opportunities and people are uh, open to discuss these things. So it was a very big learning for me and uh, and that was, I think, a surreal transformation because I could uh, articulate the abstract then. And in that articulation of the abstract was, I felt that I wanted to go home and that was India. And uh, wow. I want to have my own charity one day because uh, I want to, uh, I want, I want to touch it. You know, in the West, no matter how much I was doing, uh, I wanted to I wasn't able to touch it so close as fact, I'm able you know, to touch it right now. I was now. thinking to ask you this question you know, that uh, you were in US and we call this word the American dream. Uh, I guess you were well settled there and I think we, we once had a word mm -hmm. on this that you wanted that. You wanted to live in a beautiful place and all those things around you. And then India, why it all yeah. happened? I think the why is coming so clear now. Well, um, I loved my life in the United States. And some of the people who are closest to me, who I call, uh, you know, who, who just get the pulse of who I am are not even Indians and have not even come to the country ever. And I'm not even sure if they will ever. But uh, uh, it's, it was, uh, it was uh, a lovely uh, learning ground for me and it continues to be a lovely learning ground for me in many ways. Um, but to grow, mm. I think it's very important to outgrow, you know, and uh, um, uh, I just was outgrowing my life there. And uh, I think uh, what I want to do, to do in terms of service, I think that search always uh, leads my uh, path of my life. And... Um, I did not know I will have a charity like the way I have. I did not know whether it will be focused on the areas that it is, you know. I was younger and naive and uh, had watched too much opera. So I had no idea <laughs> which way it's going to be. There was too much of idealism and uh, naive also, you know. Yeah. I can go back to India and do everything better. 
so you know and um, uh, but I definitely had known one thing after working for many, many charities and for many different causes. I knew that the cause of everything mm. is the lack of education. You know, whether it's trafficking, whether it is FGM, whether it is um, homelessness, whether it's drugs, abuse, whether it's climate, yes. whether it's any form of exploitation. The reason mm. is that they are not educated. Yes period education is long boring tiresome you have to be in a system in an honest system which will give you education you have to be present in that it's long it's not that a celebrity gave you a billion dollars and there is like mm. solar panels and the climate is fixed there is no fix to education mm. you have to be in a classroom every day you have to go to your school is bombed. If, if your school is bombed, there's no school. So the environment has to make education conducive and there has to be education. There has to be equal opportunities. I mean, you have to have food in your stomach for education to happen. You have to have a healthy body. You can't have, you can't be sick. Your parents or your support system has to be healthy and has to live in one place. So I had the understandings of all of these things, but I still don't know that it will lead me to where it has led me. But uh, yeah, uh, so I took a chance and I had two lovely children and I wanted to raise them around uh, my family. And so the decision was taken. And wow. uh, it's it's been a great yes, ride. Yes, you are and, and I am. Uh, you're creating so much impact. <laughs> Saloni, you know what? I felt that I, I thought that I know about uh, how NGOs add value, but this this last uh, sentence or the the thing which you just shared has really given me another perspective. Yes, you know, very small thing. You want to educate people, you have to feed them first. These kids they can't be educated when they are hungry, so it's not that you just tick mark one thing and you are done. No, you have to hold them like your own child and nourish them and grow them into the tree they want to be and this you can't leave this plant in just just give water and it's not done you have to do much more than that what was so beautiful thought process his but before i go to ask what what does lotus petal do i want to know a little bit about mr rajat sharma because i'm really curious to know about your that side of your story about the journalism side as well if you are open to share that yeah, sure. So I came back from Sheffield after working with the BBC uh, radio, BBC Asian Network, and I was trained in the University of Sheffield. So I also got the great opportunity of interning at very mm -hmm. um, dream come true kind of places in, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, London, Leeds and Leicester. So it was, uh, you know, and uh, I was very young and I had, um, you know, to uh, keep my bills flowing. I had worked in very interesting places like the Wimbledon and uh, different McDonald's and bars and uh, restaurant waitressing and everything. So, you know, I come back as this young kid with a lot of hair color yeah. uh, to work in India. Okay. Mm -hmm. And at that time, 2003, uh, the in 2003-04, the mm -hmm. Indian media scene was transforming. You know, there used to be one Doordarshan and Star News and everybody used to be in that. But soon a lot of channels were supposed to be coming and NETV 24-7 happened, Star News took off separately, Aaj Tak happened. Okay. You know, I was in the middle of all of that. So when I 
2003, I just felt like I know everything and you know, I, I, I just know so well. And I come here and I was directed that, you know, if you want to do well in the future, you must work in, you know, the Hindi uh, section of mm-hmm. uh, uh, the media. So, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, I know Hindi. I'm Indian and I, you know, I, I, I mm-hmm. did so well in my school yes. and I can do everything, you know, when you're young with so yeah. hair color, you, that's how much you know. So I got the opportunity through uh, some uh, uh, good contacts to uh, meet Mr. Sharma and um, with an interview and I got the job and uh, I was, uh, you know, uh, gotten as the cub as they call it. And uh, yes. he's phenomenal. And he's phenomenal, and he's um, he's a master script writer, um, extremely down to earth, and a very simple person. And uh, uh, I learned a little bit of script writing from him because you know, with where he was mm-hmm. and where I was, there was not a lot of interface. But that was close to him, mm-hmm. uh, they still continue to be my mentors, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot through them. And of course, you know, um, even though I was so young mm. and uh, did not have so much experience, mm. I got the right exposure in terms mm. of, you know, going to right political places and uh, government places because of mm. the network that uh, Mr. Sharma had. And uh, it was a short okay. run. I would not say that I worked with him for many years, but it was it was eye-opening. It was and eye-opening. It is said that when you rub across some legendary people in your life, you learn no matter what. Uh, being around them also is mm. uh, is is yeah. a blessing to be, and I, I'm sure it it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even a nod, even a nod or an acknowledgement or like mm. a little look that this was a good wow. story meant a whole lot to me. And you know, it was a big mm. challenge for me to adjust in that environment because you know it was a different language and. The script writers yeah. came from a completely different world from me yeah. and it was my first experience in India. So it was very different from what I had learned, where I was trained yeah. to what I was doing yeah. in television, you know, was very, very different at that time. It was extremely yes, difficult. It is. It but is transformative. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Didn't give up. Like, so was it like the time when <laughs> so, India TV was formed or I think it was a different channel at that point of time? So we were independent media at that time and India TV was going to happen. So I did work on building up mm-hmm. the stories for the bank for India TV. And um, yeah, and India TV was just, we were on wow. the verge of Absolutely. transitioning into India TV. Yes, it is always. Yep. It and, was an interesting time. Yeah, we, we got that we got that letter that India TV is coming wow. and, you know, there was the whole experience. Now, tell me something that, you know, you, you said that you came mm-hmm. back to India after, from the US when you had this epiphany that you have to serve, get connected to the roots. But opening up a NGO uh, or opening up an organization is, is not an easy thing. Uh, it does not happen overnight. Uh, I have tried certain things and I've failed in a very fantastic way in, in the startup world, so I can tell you it's not so simple. How did you go about it? How did Lotus Petal happen? What is that story? So uh, Lotus Petal was founded by a great friend of mine, uh, Kushal, and he, mm-hmm. uh, it was a registered trust and uh, it okay. was 
already three years, two years old when I met him uh, after my return. And um, I was brimming with ideas and looking for a nonprofit. And uh, I did not know that this would be the, uh, I did speak to a few of my other friends here and in Lucknow who had a nonprofit. But uh, apparently my ideas were too uh, ambitious hmm. for people to uh, incorporate in their nonprofit. Uh, with ambition, I mean that uh, I felt that when you ask anyone to invest even 15 hmm. or $20 in your nonprofit, um, okay. I wanted them to be a part of it. I wanted them to know where their money is going. I wanted them to have direct access to their contribution and that is not very easy to make happen right so um, um, I was doing a lot of fundraising uh, mm -hmm. while I was in the United States for different international nonprofits and uh, I did have a basic donor base who always uh, within England and in America and they always uh, used to whenever they would be making small contributions here and there over Christmas or Thanksgiving, they would be like, um, Sal, do you know somewhere where I can send this money? Or do you know now that you've moved to India, do you have a small charity where I can give this? I don't know where my money is going. I, it, it's getting lost. So I always used to feel that when I will do it, you know, your $20 will, you will know where it has gone and what impact it has made. So, you know, when you are saving up that from your grocery bill in the month and giving it to you know where it's going the impact it's making on the child's life you can come and volunteer you can come and visit and have a cup of tea over here and you can be a part and even in the small or the big way you can you know that you have changed the world and that was something extremely important for me you know and uh, when I met Kushal uh, he was working full-time and in an overseas role and uh, traveling as I say about 40 days in a month so it gave me a great opportunity to, um, you know, uh, share certain ideas of mine and work together on um, cleaning up and getting more registrations and opening up the place so more people can come and be a part of it. Mm -hmm. The organization was primarily run by his own savings at that time. Yes. And when you run with your own money, it's got mm -hmm. a different sensibility. And when you invite other people, yes with the wish that they become a part of this journey it's a completely different uh, uh, sensibility you know uh, we did a lot of things to bring the cost of the place down put in a lot of systems you know the funds that we were raising we decided it should go to the lease of the building and the salaries of the teachers and the other things we decided to raise through donations and kind and these things continue to be a part of lotus petal Coming back, you know, um, to saying about transformation and how when you transform multiple times, the only thing that keeps you sane and constant and grounded is the values of growing up. So values of growing up in a middle class home are a part of Lotus Petal Foundation. You know, when you want something, you save up. Remember, while growing up, when we wanted something, we saved up for Diwali, for Holi, for your birthday, and then you got that Never. one item. You didn't swipe a card and got it. So, 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 you know, when you want something in Lotus Petal, you make it a part of the donation list. 
and there will definitely be someone who wants to help you out and will pick it up and make it happen for you and these elements bring the cost of running lotus petal at a mm -hmm. at a place where i can confidently ask people to contribute further and make sure and this is that so the money is going um, and nothing against to the large child. ngos but i have done that you you give funds to them and probably it's like an ocean you know you just don't know uh, though they do some amazing work and to due respect but yes if you can uh, mm. so when you donate they do you great work good. Yeah. but if you know what is happening exactly with that to whom you have meaning i think there is a little difference here and we all seek meaning of what we are here for so yeah. what you are driving yeah. is uh, is is very different uh, and it is yeah. very very uh, impactful because of that i think a lot of people should know about this and i'm so happy that we are having this conversation in this on this topic yeah. you know two things i want to add to you know the cost of admin at lotus petal continues to be below 7% year after year it fluctuates between mm. 5 to 7% it is way below the industry standard you know that wow. is our commitment to the child and to our donor right because money that comes from somewhere goes straight into the child whether it's in the uniform books food healthcare or their overall well being but that is going directly there and then and this is coming you know um, again i will connect a value around which this is built you know we truly believe in the intrinsic goodness of people and that how people want to help the other person right everybody you know human beings are the same you are in america or canada or africa or new zealand everybody is looking at helping someone and when you help someone you do not know that is selflessness and when you do that a little bit of you changes and changes forever you are not doing something for your child for your neighbor for your maid for your nephew or your niece you are doing it for a stranger with the hope that something changes in the world someone's life becomes better and this is the grounding factor for lotus petal and this is the grounding factor for you know our lives and this is uh, what is wow. the motivation for transformation day after Firing. to make you know, this happen saloni i can tell you something not as at as level which you do but a very little one so what we did is that uh, we made an activity which is called random acts of kindness and uh, there are a lot of team building activities we do and they are competitive in nature because people like to compete and have fun and engage as well while it is competing um, it ask you and your team to do uh, go out and do random acts of kindness like for example just find a stranger absolutely a new person you don't know and do something good to that person mm -hmm. don't give money but do something good offer food offer help uh, maybe find a find a you know a 65 plus year old uh, uncle in the park and help him how to navigate through whatsapp even that is help yes small acts so what happens and yeah, people get points they get the points for every uh, action they do so teams come back with all those hard points and of course there is one winner who has done maximum hard points this one single activity in which every team feels elated after the activity not because they have won because they have done something so meaningful so it is just an activity which can bring so much positivity imagine the kind of positivity you are building and uh, everybody who is doing so much good to society is building so congratulations for such an impact in the world uh, saloni <laughs>
And Thank one more so thing, much, I think Jago. a lot of people will Thank be very so curious to time. know how can they reach you, how can they find and help Lotus Petal or maybe go and visit, meet the kids. What is the best way to do that, Saroni, if you can tell me? So uh, the easiest is okay. just go on to our website, lotuspetalfoundation.org and volunteer. You can volunteer if you live in and around Gurgaon in person or you can e-volunteer from wherever you live uh, on this beautiful planet. You can make a contribution, you can uh, uh, run a campaign, uh, you can raise new and old items that our children or our extended community can use. And there are tons of ways that you can be a part of the organization and be engaged. Um, lotuspetalfoundation.org and uh, and do follow Saroni as well. Um, um, she just shares some very heartfelt content sometimes. Uh, of course, that script writer is always there and she writes beautifully. So do follow her. I'll share her handle as well. Here, guys, uh, and Saroni, it was so, so amazing to know you, uh, to know the story of your transformation. And I'm sure a lot of us are feeling inspired, including me uh, right now. So thank you so much for joining us today, Saroni. Thanks Thank you so much for this opportunity, Alok. Thank you.